0: Hi, welcome to the Fix Your Sex Podcast, where we talk all things sex. I am your host, Mina, and I am a sacred sex coach, sex doula, tantric body worker, and all around sexual revolutionary. I'm here to share my thoughts and hot takes on how and why we are still having bad sex in the 21st century. And hopefully providing you with some solutions so that you can start having really great sex for the rest of your life. Um, quick disclaimer, this podcast is for grown-ups. So if you are under 18 or if conversations about sex or profanity bother you, now is your time to check out. You've tuned into the wrong podcast. All right, you've been warned. Now on with the show. Um, on today's show, I am going to talk about the spiritual bait and switch and the mindful head, but first I want to lead with the pro ho tip and yes, the pro ho tip is brought to you by my Atlanta tantra fest, um, that's the tantra festival. It's going to be here in Atlanta second year in October, October 12th through the 14th, um, over in um, South Atlanta, near the zoo. So make sure you go ahead and check them out. www.atltantrafest.com for more information for tickets and for sponsorship opportunities. And today's pro ho tip is remember that you are the fantasy. You see, in the whole world, there is this idea that the John is coming for this fantasy. And if nothing else has proven itself to be false as fuck, is that most times the person that's coming to you, 99% of the time is coming to you because it's you. Because of who you are. So in this moment, you get to be as authentic as possible. There is no other fantasy. And the fantasy that you think that they have is simply one that you've concocted in your own mind. So stop projecting. Projecting. Stop putting what you think they should be looking for and what you think they should be desiring and trust that you are the fantasy. They're coming for you. So be authentic, be truly you. Express yourself in a way that is so authentically you, so real about who you are and everything you represent. Give them the opportunity to turn away from that. It's okay, you've already got what you came for. That's my pro-ho tip for the day. Um, And again, that's brought to you by the ATL Tantra Fest. If you're interested in sponsoring the pro-ho tip, feel free to email info at atltantrafest.com and put in the subject line pro-ho and we'll get you on air soon enough. Um, Okay, so I want to talk a bit about, let's start with Mindful Head. I recently, uh, well, first of all, I want to thank all of you who've come out to Tantra Tuesday. Uh, strong every Tuesday with some little breaks here and there for, um, for half of a year. We started, um, exactly six months ago. And so that's been exciting. And it really was born out of me starting these little events that were being sold out and just teaching little workshops and what that's blossomed into here in Atlanta. I'm just so excited to see. So I'm very grateful for that. And I'm grateful for all of you who have been there and supporting, whether it's been online, um, you know, live streaming the classes or actually coming to hang out with us in West Midtown here in Atlanta. Either way, I'm just grateful for it, for your presence. Um, we've moved the Institute. We're, you know, as I mentioned last time, we are a membership-based organization now. So you can join us on Patreon, but we've actually moved physically as well. So we have a lot more classes coming up and I'm excited to see those of you who haven't come out to some of the bigger events, to finally have a chance to come to some of the smaller workshops um, and and share and grow with us. And we have other teachers teaching. It's not just me anymore. So I brought in some other teachers, and I'll bring in some more throughout the year. So I just hope to see your smiling faces, um, your horny, um, sexually curious, excited faces at A Tantra Tuesday soon. Um, and that's why I'm going to talk about mindful head because I got a chance to teach at the last Tantra Tuesday about mindful head and whoa, shit, my mind was blown. First of all, um, I guess I just realized for the first time how fucking disconnected we really are when it comes to putting our mouth on genitals. And this was my first time teaching a class that talked about all head, right? Cunnilingus. is and fellatio in one group and talk to all folks. We had, um, all across the gender spectrum, every, we had several representations of gender. We had several, um, um, sexual identities in the room. And it was just so interesting to see all of the disconnect and the like, for the first time I was teaching to just like, these are the, this is what it is, right? This is what mindfulness looks like in head. And it was so hard for all of us to kind of get on the same page. And I feel like I could have taught that class in like a month-long workshop series because, um, because it's so diverse, the way that we approach oral sex. And the way that I believe we should approach oral sex is so different as well. It turns out that... Not enough of us are talking about what's actually feeling good. And I get it. I get it. I had to process this whole experience. But one of the things that I know is that when I'm receiving oral sex, when someone is going down on me, things are going great and it feels magical. And when there's something that's a little off, I too am guilty of not saying, hey, I don't like that in that moment because, hey, seven out of 10 things are going great. I think I'm somewhat past that. i like to believe that I've evolved, but I get it because I know that I've been in that space so many times. And so it just sends off this misfire, this communication misfire where partners think that, they're doing everything wonderfully. I put my mouth on their genitals and they have these orgasmic releases and this is what we're here for. And so I'm now doing it. And then I'm going to brag to the rest of the world about how great I am at oral sex because I've made this partner just lose their shit. And a lot of times the, the cheers and the egging on that we make with our body and the sounds is not necessarily based on a true account of pleasure, right? It's more or less based on the fact that it's happening and that we've had some good spots. And sometimes it's it's just to remind you that you're still down there in this day present. There's all these things that can come up in the sounds. But a lot of the sensuality of head is not even... At the forefront anymore. So often we try to make our mouths a substitution instead of just being able to appreciate the mouth for what it is. The mouth is a glorious, glorious thing. Can we just talk about the mouth for a little bit? Like, first of all, your mouth is amazing, right? And the inside of the mouth has the same type of cellular structure that the inside of your pussy has. So there's that, right? I can understand why anyone with a dick would want it inside of a mouth, just that warmth and that that lubricant. And also you have the tongue and there's all these complexities. But that's just in that situation, right? Let's talk about the reality of the mouth, though. Like it's a self-healing, regenerative beast of things. It's tasting, it's smelling in a way, it's feeling. It has all of these sensory applications just centered right here in your mouth. No wonder it's such an amazing tantric tool. Talked about it in so many scripts, so many ancient texts about um, sex, and, and, and especially in, in Taoist texts about, um, you know, sharing intimacy and, and how to express that. Of course, it all makes sense. But then we treat it in such a disrespectful way. So when I was teaching about mindful head, I was realizing that in the class, I'm talking about, you know, moving with certain intention changing the way that you move around head so that it's not focused on um, friction-based sex like we do, right? Which is what happens so often, and and it happens across the spectrum. It doesn't matter what type of sex you're having. If it's friction-based, the natural impulse is to increase the friction, Right, And so we do that in sex, we start pumping faster, we grind faster, we suck harder. All of the intuition, all the sensuality, all of the slowing down and the intimate connection becomes lost because we want to hurry up and bring about excitement. We are so destination-oriented. It is ruining our sex. And so in my Mindful Head class, I had this aha moment. This aha moment where I realized that we're the concept of slowing down, the concept of, of removing friction-based or destination-based pleasure from our, from our experience, Is so far from anything that most of us are able to conceptualize. So there's always, no matter what, at the end of an explanation um, or an end of a workshop, there's a series of questions that look the same. And they're like, well, what about me? I don't do sex like that. So what about me? Well, we're looking for validation. My sex is different and I know, I know all of our sex is pretty much groomed and trained from the same um, system, right? We all learned a little bit about sex in seventh and eighth grade and then we got some more details in ninth and tenth grade and somewhere around there, many of us started having sex and then we became the experts and told the rest of you how to do it what we were experiencing. And then we had some porn. And that has ruined everything that we know or that we should know about receiving pleasure. So when we stop in the middle of a tantra class where I'm teaching about a whole different variety of sex, right? I'm teaching about Malbec grapes when you've only had muscadine grapes, And then you're like, but my muscadine vine, though, let me tell you, like, I'm aware that the muscadine vine exists. I'm aware that this friction-based sex exists, this goal-oriented sex exists. But I want you to experience something totally different. I want you to experience a life-changing orgasmic experience. I want your body to tingle for days, For weeks, I want your next five pay raises or your next um, five major accounts that you secure to come from your pleasure center for you to be able to actively realize exactly where in which and what moment you manifested that with your own pussy or your own penis or your own heart. It's a different experience when you slow down and it's not based on friction. And I know it's hard because I love fucking. I love sex. I enjoy it. I'm grateful that I'm able to enjoy it. I'm grateful that I'm able to be multi-orgasmic. But this came with some work. This came with me having to change a lot about the way that I saw myself and a lot about the way that I saw other people and how they were interacting with me sexually. It came with the slowing down and the being conscious when I was giving head to looking. It came with looking. It came with watching. Watching my lover's reactions. Watching how I felt. Paying attention, not just how I felt during the act, but how I felt leading up to the act. Did I feel coerced into into head? Did I feel obligated? Was I doing it because it was in some strange 69 configuration where I felt like I had to give head back because now the dick was in my face or the pussy was in my face and I was getting head, so I should give some back, right? What was that about? During it, how did it feel? Was I feeling well-received? Did I have feelings of shame or guilt around? Like true presence, accounting for how you feel, during the act. And then afterwards. What does that look like? Did I feel comforted? Did I feel seen? Did I feel heard? Did I feel shameful? Was I scared? Was I disconnected? All of these things are about how to experience mindful head. What that looks like is it's so different when you're not trying to control the situation and you're not trying to imitate something that you saw in porn, and you're actually looking looking for reactions from your lover, offering communication, talking about what your expectations, what your desires are, where you feel safe to say, I don't like that anymore. That doesn't feel good to me right now. I would like it if you changed. Can you slow down? Can you use more spit? <laughs> Can you use a toy? And not feel like they're going to feel some kind of way because you expressed your truth. I guess it's just about being authentic in that moment. Allowing yourself to be authentic, which means that some vulnerability has to come into play, right? It's such such a challenging situation, this whole sex shit that we do. So no more just regular head. Okay, I take that back. Have some regular head. Give and receive regular head. But know that there's another option. Know that the Malbec grape exists and offer that. Offer a little bit better head more intuitive head, more present head, more mindful head, head that's not focused on technique or slob or um, what's the cucumber or the, what's the other one, the grapefruit juice thing, none of that, no techniques. My technique is to please you. Your pleasure is dictated by your response. Experience and engage in some mindful head that doesn't say we're going to fuck in a few minutes. This is not me giving you head so that you can be fully ready for me. This is not me receiving head so that I can be fully ready for you, but just offer, offer the gift of your mouth on genitals or the gift of your genitals to a mouth while just being present and whole and there, and loved, and and enjoy it, just for the pleasure of it, allow true intimacy to be exchanged, your, your lover that gives you head is, they're not just giving to you, they're getting from you, so allow from that exchange to take place, and be a part of it, we're so disconnected, and we have time, so let's slow down and let's just let's just fuck a little better. Let's give a little better head. I think my next workshops will be separate on cunnilingus and on um, fellatio separately. And I welcome all tips and all you know any suggestions that you have on on things that you think you want to learn. Please go ahead and shoot them over to me at email so so that I can discuss them or look into them and figure out how to approach different views. But I want you just to slow down a little bit, just to slow down and experience good love. Um, and good love can be delivered in a one night stand and doesn't have to be in a long time. It can be. I like those too, but don't get it twisted. Good love does not require um, a ring or a long-term commitment. A lot of these mindful sex techniques can go fully into play if you're able to communicate well because you still have to communicate with those strangers, okay? All right, on to the next one. That's enough about head. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the spiritual bait and switch because it's it's really... It's a situation right now, right? And the the whole bait and switch. If you're not familiar with the term, um, you can Google it on when you look online. It's going to give you a um, a very you know salesperson t- dictionary kind of definition about advertising something that's lower price, and then when they get there, you give them something that's higher priced, and the customers, then duped, right? And it's illegal, actually. It's an illegal practice. But I'm noticing because, um, and I don't want any regulation in the spirituality community or in the sexuality community, but there is a bit of a spiritual bait and switch that's happening. And I know that many of us that are in, you know, I kind of straddle the fence, right? I'm a sex educator, I'm a sex worker, and I'm also a, um, a spiritual, spiritually, sexually, sexually inclined, right? I I have a spiritual organization and I focus on the spiritual side of sex and doing sex coaching and guidance on that side. I'm an ordained minister. So I have, you know, these, these boxes that I fit in that all kind of overlap or these circles that, that overlap and make some very complex Venn diagram. But, um, I, and I say all that to say that when it comes to the word tantra, tantra, and you look at in the sex worker community, how it's used, um, it's very different than in the healing community. And so for me, I'm in this special space, right? Um, because I still identify as a sex worker, but when you come to see me, uh, we're working on, we're, we're, it's just a different situation right where then than what most people are going to think of when they think of traditional sex worker I say sex worker because it's still very sexual and spiritual work that I do and I also believe in destigmatizing the term sex work and what that looks like and what we're doing what is sex work for why who gets to use that term and why um and how does that affect society by by these rules that come about? I'm still held um, according I'm, I'm still held to the same rules and regulations online and um, and, and by uh, and for all intents and purposes by the government when it comes to sex work because I'm offering um, I'm working in a field that's not really truly fully regulated, right? but when you look at sex workers and then you look at the term you then you look at spiritual workers and where where those of us that are in the middle of this of this, this this weird spot where we're spiritually sexual beings and we're monetizing educating um coaching guiding offering readings holding space for people who are struggling with intimacy and and what we're uh, there's so much out there there's so many offerings out there and I just want to talk about this no matter whether it's in the working context or in the context of just the individual that we all have to be a little careful that we're not offering something that's higher than who we are and that's I don't want to sound judgmental. I don't want to sound like a kook. I just, I'm realizing this even for myself where I see people and, um, you know, the more recognition that I receive online, the more that people are looking to me or coming to me for certain things. I want to make sure that I stay within, you know, I'm always like stay in my lane, stay in my lane. I'm an Aquarius. I'm a 10 of diamonds. I'm going to stay in my lane to the end of times. But sometimes we can get outside of that lane. And sometimes we are looking for someone and we're telling them what we need instead of looking for what we need, right? And so if you tell somebody what you need and they think that they can do it, that's different. Like if I'm going to buy a house and I need windows done, but I go to a store that focuses on flooring and tell them I need windows, they may, they may have somebody in the back that can do Windows, but that's not who I want in my home. I want I want the expert on Windows, right? Similarly with my body and my heart and my energy systems and my chakras, if I'm going to someone who's focused on um, you know chakra clearings and I am telling them about you know my struggles with intimacy and they're like, oh, I can fix that too. Um, you should come and do that, right? That's oftentimes what happens and we end up in a space where we're looking for somebody that has a level of healing or that's offering a level of healing that's, that's greater than what they, that that they actually can, can give you. And it's, it can be damaging to our trust systems, especially because we come out of these situations, um, somewhat rocked, right? that we've now, in an attempt to heal from all the other trust issues that we may have established, now we've come in and taken into some, gone to somebody who's, who's, you know, represented themselves in this spiritual light, in this light of the, of this spiritual healer, but doesn't have, it's not at that level that they're telling you that they're at. They're, they're doing a spiritual bait and switch, they're showing you that they can do all these things. Look at this model, and for this price, and then you get in there and you get you get something else. You're not you're not getting what you thought you were. That's not what the commercial looked like. You know, it's like that burger that's in the commercial, or or um, or anything. It's always the even. But light looks cooler in the commercials, right? The way that the um, precipitation beads off of the can and you're like, "Ah, oh, that looks really cool right now." And that's that's a lot of what what's happening for all of us in this world, especially in this in the spiritual healing world. And so I just want to you know, just have a conversation about stop going out and saying what the fuck you want and go look for what you want. Spend some time where this is we're just moving so quickly. We want a fast solution to Every fucking thing. But if you could just slow down and take some time, then you can see for yourself what it is that you need. And then our industry, this unregulated, um, and again, I don't want it regulated. This is the church. How can you regulate the church? They have, but how do you do it? So we don't have, you know, our higher authority is is our karma. It's our our um, generational um, curses that we don't want to have put on us. This is, this is who, what regulates us. So being mindful of that and making sure that you're taking the time so that you don't discredit this industry, even as the, the person in need of healing. And this isn't by no means me victim blaming, but just taking some time to see, um, what's out there for you. And if that's going to heal what you need heal you're working on childhood trauma or you're working on on um some some sexual dysfunction that's you know that's coming from trauma, and you are just trusting that when you go and tell somebody that's what you have and they say they can fix it that they're going to that's worrisome that's problematic in so many ways, and we just we have to spend a little bit more time looking into, um, what, what we're looking for from, from a healer, what we're looking for, from, um, someone that's guiding us spiritually. So be mindful of the spiritual bait bait and switch. Um, and just, just spend some more time so that you're not the one that's getting caught up in it. That's really what, what this is. Anyway. I'm keeping this one short tonight. I haven't been on in a while because we just got back from Cuba and then we moved into a new location and then we're heading out to Costa Rica in two weeks where not even, I'm lying, it's not two weeks. We are going like 10 days and, um, and there's just so much to get done. We have several more trips. My 10 week certification just opened up. Registration is live. I have my semen retention workshop coming up. We're going back, um, to the Caribbean in a couple of months and then we have sacred sex at sea in January so please if nothing else sign up on my mailing list so that I can stay in touch with you because it doesn't matter how many followers I get on social media we all know that they can take it away from me again at any point but until then you can go follow me atl tantra on instagram twitter and the facebook Otherwise, uh, that's all I got. That's all I got for this wonderful month of April that we're already in. Sorry I missed you all of March. Um, yeah, all of March. I did. It was a crazy month. But we'll be back. We'll be back in a couple weeks. So stay tuned. Um, and that's all, folks. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of this journey. I look forward to having you around for the next one. And hopefully to meet you at Tantra Tuesday or at the Tantra Fest until then, go have some great sex. Ahui ho.